On today's show, we go Dark Phoenix on some trailers. We're in the deep end with Oscar results. The boys review some breaking news, this week's TV shows, and comics, including Extremist 1 and X-Force 3. And me! I'm back! This is Homo Superior. Well, Brent is gay, and Caitlin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. It's not just news that's breaking, it's also my eardrums. <laughs> I'm back. Guys, I was listening to the podcast, and it was way too soft sounding. <laughs> so I was like... It was like a whisper to a scream, and you're the scream. And where, you, where have you been at? Tell so, us where you've been I at. was in Orlando for some work travel. I mm. was in New York for some work travel. Mm. And then I... Ah, the Orlando of the Northeast. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, I have a loved one, and I don't know why you guys weren't spending with it with them on Valentine's Day. Does that, that make sense? What? <laughs> that make sense. Yeah. It's, I don't know if anyone's ever been dyslexic by the word order. <laughs> I get ahead of myself yeah. a yeah. lot. We just had better relationships. We felt confident in not having yeah. them. And me especially. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so Oscar, the Oscars are, came out, and they were great. Yeah. Um, some hot takes. What was everyone's hot takes? What did we love? What did we hate? Uh, I we, love that there were no, there was no host. I felt Second. okay about it. It's a little bit weird. I mean, they really should just pay Tina Fey and Amy Poehler as much money as they want to just and do not that Maya Rudolph. Well, sure, Maya Rudolph as well. Racist. Whatever. So you no, know, they they really set the bar. I think it was really good to actually have them start it because it was still captivating to watch. Agreed. The reason I didn't I like that there was no host is because the show moved along. It was like three hours versus three and a half or four. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it I, ended at like eleven fifteen. I would agree. There was little need for anything. Like no singular group of people would manage to pull that together better. Like yeah. I think it was very smart of them to leave with them. I think it was just that a lot of the presenters didn't always have connector pieces so it's like just get presenters that when they could be just like tina fey maya rudolph and amy puller like find better people to present your materials i think what's the point of like why don't they host it earlier why do they start earlier because yeah. it's in la it's three hours right. behind uh, so it's like five it's five p.m yeah so they're trying to start at brunch don't they know they're not real america <laughs> I mean, I'm in there, and there are 54 um, electoral votes. The best act, uh, Olivia Coleman. 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 Had so a great, good. great speech. Oh, she was very British. So terribly she, British. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I'm yeah. sorry, Glenn Close. I didn't want it to happen like this. Yeah. <laughs> Not like this. It's, Lady Gaga. Yeah. Uh, it, it was the best speech. And it was the best upset she, of the night. She's been a gem for years, I and just it. now the U.S. is figuring out she's great, which so, is crazy. Uh, towards three-fourths of the way to through the end of the Oscars, I said, wow, wokest Oscars ever. Like, it was so diverse. Yeah. And then they gave it to the motherfucking Green Book. I know. I swear, what Green Book. a mass disappointment. Yeah. I swear that people went through the list and like they were like, gotta be diverse, gotta be diverse, gotta be diverse. And then they got to the la- the best movie. They're like, well, I've already done the other one, so let's yeah. just, let's and just do it. I mean, like, yeah, it's about civil rights, kind of. Uh, no, that was super disappointing for the like win and diversity and like uh successes that people had i think it was the woman for black panther was the first black woman to win for costume Costumes design yeah, yeah. Um, and a superhero movie yeah. winning for best costume i mean that design. was definitely it's best huge. news is like what black panther won two awards three, three awards yeah. what they win they best won best picture <laughs> <laughs> uh best soundtrack uh no uh they won best score, score. Was, yeah. oh so it was 
Gore. Score production design and uh, costume design. The production design was great. Yeah. Um, it was really fun being at a party and everyone attempting to figure out what both sound mixing and sound editing was. Yeah. Every and year. then what production design and something else was. Every I think it was year. just production Nobody theory. knows the difference. Yeah. Um, I did. It was actually like, it was when I was uh, in a like mini movie. What the hell was it? Like you do like a local judge porn. for like a mini. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like porn now. Um, but they ask you, they like kind of give you and teach you things and like sound mixing was like, you know, it's how they, all the things come together versus mm-hmm. design, which is the selection of the actual sounds that are used. Yeah. But the, the mixing part was so funny. Cause like now every time I'm in a movie or like, as people slowly gain knowledge of what that definition means, it's kind of like the, um, I don't know what the right thing is, but it's like when like a, you learn a new term and you're like, oh, well, like now you're a food critic. And it's like, well, this food is like this. Because now we're going to be like, this sound mixing is terrible. Like, well, yeah, shitty I, I stuff. Oh, like, what is this you, mixing? When you learn a new word and then you suddenly see that word everywhere. Right. It's because your brain is just adjusted yeah. to try and figure well, it out. Well, I'm also right? trying to sound cool. I mean, like, this well, sound Adam, mixing is so bad. Yeah. Adam, I've heard you, DJ. You don't know anything about mixing. <laughs> oh, bring it to the right. Well, can we, can we <laughs> talk DJ. a little bit about how much we love that Spider-Man and Spider-Verse won? Best animated. That was the real comics win. Yeah, yeah honestly, for sure. like that winning over f- fucking Wreck It Ralph two electric. I'm gonna blow my brains yeah. out. I that was the that subtitle. Yet. You're right. It was terrible. It, like, Do you think that that subtitle hurt the <laughs> the money that the movie? See, no. <laughs> fun fact for me, I liked it more with that yeah. title, but it just didn't. It's better than the other title, Wreck Two Ralph Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. Ralph three, kill yourself further. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was a. It was funny because going into the Oscars, it didn't seem like a great year. But as a person who like doesn't even really enjoy watching them, I was actively enjoying watching them. I was turned on by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper oh, singing together. I'm like, this is objectively oh a really weird way to sing together, it's where you're like leaning, leaning your faces are like each eclipsing each other. But it was the, uh, the, was yeah, it. the was internet very... exploded after that. It was so fun. So did my ovaries. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just love all the people like calling out Bradley Cooper's wife, being like, "What is she gonna do?" Tonight? <laughs> oh, you what mean his she... child bride? Because she looks like she's thirteen. All right, we're not gonna age shame here. I'm then when she shaming. is a child bride, then we then, should okay. Then, then yeah, then I'm very. Sorry. There's a narrow window. Uh, Anything else about the Oscars? Though? Oh, um, one last note. Uh, J-Lo looked like Dazzler in a disco ball dress. That was a very it looked phenomenal. Cool. She was a disco ball. I she love looked it. great. Well, yes. if we're going to mention dresses, then we have to talk about Billy Porter's. Oh, oh that yeah. was the best. An iconic dress. Uh, did you see the video of Glenn Close yes. looking at it? Yeah. Uh, great. Just going to make this sadder because the word on the street is that she was looking at Melissa McCarthy. No, no, she was not. She was not. You found out more news? No. Breaking news? I'm just denying You're not yeah. Yeah. More, no, and I think Why are you a Glenn Close truth? It's a win-win situation. Yeah. It's a win-win situation. All right. No. Um, okay. So some news came out this week uh, that kind of interesting. Disney's blowing up the <laughs> world, kind of basically, <laughs> uh, that they're going to create a live-action villain show. So Wait, I thought uh, it was animated. Nope, it's what? gonna be live action, like Once Upon a Time. All right. Yeah. So uh, Sorry, we're hoping it's gonna be better than that. A live action villain show called Book of Enchantment. Yes, exactly. Um, it's actually gonna be on Disney Plus streaming service, Into. which is good. Which they're investing a lot of money in. Which will, I think, the plot and also some other stuff will be much sure. better. My big side note on all of this is that one. the Queen from Snow White was Grimhild. 
as the, as yeah. the, as the uh, when she became the old woman, I think that's that was her name. Queen Grimhild. Yeah. It is also where right. Beast is going to be in it. So, I so it'll be, so yeah, so it'll be Grimhild. McCoy? Yeah. Oh, my stars and garters. He keeps coming up with a cure for apple poison and it's like not effective at all. <laughs> he keeps bringing them back from the past. Yeah. It's just really annoying. Uh, yeah, so it'll be Beast, it'll be Grimhild, uh, it'll be Ursula, and then I think that's it. Is that everyone? Not Maleficent? The so, best villainess ever? Why do they have a picture of Hades along with it? Because he's just cool. Um, yeah, so they first released it online. They just showed a sort of teaser, and then they came out with more information. Hades would be a very good villain. Scar would be a very good villain, I think. Just fine. But, but, it would like, be okay. weird if, like, an octopus evil witch is just interacting with the talking Have lion. you played Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, I was going to say Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> no, 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 but that's right, because it's a live-action show. Yes. So you have to contend with the fact that Scar has to be a talking lion. Sure. Do you remember how good uh, the tiger was in Titans? It was okay at best. I'm yeah. glad that character didn't speak. But it was it's Disney Plus versus the DC Universe app. I think Disney Plus is going to throw a lot more money Maybe at this. Oh well, no. This is all. It's all based off of uh, Serena Valentino's series. Exactly. Which where... drag queen is that? I know, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, but it was stage. so it was a series of books about each of the novels, and there's no confusion or, or there's confusion over whether they would combine them all or not. Yeah, so they'll probably like make some storylines come together. I could see a great anthology. Maleficent is uh, in later books too, so they might bring her in, oh, okay. some sort of thing. But like, it was all individual stories. And she's really more of an anti-hero, wouldn't you say? Maleficent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, she's like pure evil. No, Have you played Kingdom Hearts? What, no, <laughs> that's not the standard by which we judge characters. Uh, no, she is kind of because they slighted her. Uh, by not inviting oh, her to the... Yes. I mean, she just had a major case but of FOMO. Like, right? Who hasn't you seen had that? one Angelina Jolie movie and all of a sudden you're in Maleficent's I never corner. watched that movie. He, and it was Laura Croft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it was Girl Interrupted. <laughs> but it was the second Laura Croft. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah. Who, so who else would you really want to see in it? Yeah, that's a good... Um, or how Girl, would you really want to Jafar, Jafar, I want to see that faggot Jafar show up. And good. him just have a talking parrot. Everyone you, forgets about the... You could be the parrot. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's Waluigi. The uh, voodoo guy from the Princess and the Frog. Did you guys... Did you guys uh, yeah, you know, 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 that's a little problematic. Yeah. What? Oh, I don't think he... I mean, it was like a Bayou story tale. Mm. Anyways. I don't think it's problematic to have a character who's a villain based off of the scenario you've set them in. Is it? No, he did voodoo. Yeah. Why are we mad at him for that? He was evil. Oh, you could also get the really gay guy from Hunchback. Wait, Wasn't are... he like a faggot? Uh, that was Esmeralda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the hunch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's always trying to solve crimes. What about like Gaston? <laughs> oh, just Gaston. Like a, just like a lower level villain, but kind of a villain. Yeah. Uh, or the 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 colonist guy from, from Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Yeah. Oh, God. A white man <laughs> yes, from But he's got a little pug that runs around. Well, I was going to say, would you, so now would you rather watch a show about the villains or would you watch a show about the trio of animal things that are, one, two of them can always speak, one of them can't, but are in every single Disney movie. And I, I would rather villains. watch a show about everyone else in these societies where you've got like these crazy bitches who think like I'm supposed to be a princess yeah. and all these dragon queens who are like, I'm going to stop you from having that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think you should have like 
like stop trying to explain Darth Vader. Stop yeah. trying to give yeah. background to who these things are. Sure. There's a mystery element that makes them engaging because of that. That's uh, so you just want the drag queen from Kronk to be the main character. Kronk, <laughs> 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 my leather. <laughs> Eartha Kid. What a best fam- work ever. S- yeah. Such a famous line. I uh, pull my leather. Honestly, Kronk. <laughs> I oh, want, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> I want the weird demon thing from Fantasia. I think that Ooh. he showed up in like one of the promo things. I think that would be very cool. Love scene, yeah, so. yeah. Um, yeah I, I'm sort of excited, and I feel like since it's on Disney Plus, it's going to be a little bit better. Sure. Yeah. I think it's actually better that it's live action instead of animated. Hey, Adam, you know what's not good? The Dark Phoenix trailer just came out, and you know, I'm gonna. Here's my hot take. I'm wow. really glad you that, were just talking shit about it, so I love to see this. Take. One I'm glad that the coat that Famke Jansen wore back in X Men United is finally getting work again, because <laughs> fucking uh, Sophie Turner is wearing the same coat that Famke wore. 13 years ago. Wow. It really is all one unified universe. Yeah. That's a yeah, great point. It's great. <laughs> My dark hot take is that it's going to be fantastic. Okay, well, so... It's th- the Dark Phoenix of movies. It's chaotic and bad already. Yeah. And I've never seen it before. And it's from forces that we don't fully understand. It's going to be terrible. I want to... Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the, the, yeah. the trailer. Because it just dropped. Right. Like, just yeah. dropped. Um, time is subjective in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it just dropped in recent history. Um, uh, so d- let's talk about a little bit about like the stuff that actually happened in it. For all they know, it will drop, and we're time travelers. <laughs> time is a social construct. Right? Uh, it's it's true. seemingly obvious that. Jennifer Lawrence wants to get out of her contract, so they probably kill her right at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, she's like, the killer in the they, trailer. They, she's not even in the movie. That's just so the it starts with her crying in a fucking alleyway, being like, "I didn't mean to hurt her, Jennifer Lawrence, because she won all those awards." They say that. No need to attack J Law. Okay, uh, but so they say, "I didn't mean to attack her." Then you see Raven approach her, and then she gets knocked back. Gets, and then you yeah, see sort of the story of funeral, one, but, exactly. Uh, well, you don't know if it's a funeral. Because maybe they're, they're outside staring around a grave. Yeah, so. but maybe that's a different funeral. No. It's a baptism. Oh, oh it's, it's definitely a fake out in some Maybe Mystique actually becomes her own Professor X. Like, she's, like, injured in the accident. Mm. And then she's, like, Mystique Professor X. Maybe she, Professor X is dead and then she looks like James McAvoy oh. to fool you. And because this movie is not going to be good. But, you know, these but ideas she's still are way more interesting than what actually is going to happen. I know. For <laughs> so, sure. So it's, it's pretty obvious that she dies the... They go to the funeral. Everyone's and, and concerned then, about Gene. What's there's a space Gene? thing. And then, yeah, they go to space, obviously. Um, and then, I mean, not much else happens. What's well, to be done about Sansa? That's all I want to know. What I'm really confused about is, I, I mean, again, timeline-wise, I don't know if they just re-edited it to make you feel like you're watching the movie from beginning to end. I hope so, because it doesn't make any sense otherwise. It's like, she already, we already knew she had some incredible power, but then she goes to space and then it activates even more, like... There's yeah. just a weird disconnect of what the it's, fuck the storyline's actually going to be about. Yeah, they seem to be abandoning. Maybe that was the, maybe that was the Phoenix Force calling her before, mm, yeah. and now it's God. like yeah. Well, and, then, and then you get some sort of weird Jessica Chastain sort of like. Who do we think she's going to be? She's a new a, character. A, a right? lot of rumbling. Yeah, it's a new character. I the, think they, she's one of those ghost 
uh, figures from the Matrix. Uh, <laughs> the dress. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, sh- same hair. Yeah. So She's yeah, I can teleport from. That's still like the most ridiculous. So, like teleport from one car to the other. I love. I love the second Matrix. I don't have taste. Um, <laughs> uh, the third one. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> Uh, that is true. Um, so there's a couple theories online. Um, one that was going around for a long time was she's little Landra. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really fit in with what power she's displaying and just sort of her overall demeanor. But the other one that is being thrown out is Xavier's sister. Cassandra Ooh. Nova. Cassandra Nova. I'm into that. And so there's some sort of rivalry there. Um, if that's true, that'd be kind of cool. Here's my- um, but I don't want them to use Cassandra yet. I want them saving it for the MCU. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And Tom Taylor has to write it. Yes. Here's my theory on who she is. She's Mastermind. I would love that. Because Mastermind... What about Lady Mastermind? Or Lady Mastermind. Or a trench coat. Huh? <laughs> Did, yeah. didn't, didn't Mastermind wear a trench coat? Yeah, he wore yeah. this like he wears yeah, She was wearing like a like, yeah. Long, yeah. and he's That's the one who point. corrupted Jean Grey. Yeah. He uh, he, you know, like showed her all this I stuff. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that, that would actually be kind of cool. I dig it. So this is my uh, cold take since I didn't say it at the beginning of at the segment, but I do think it'll be a competent movie. I think it will. It is going to be a movie that didn't need to be made. Like, yes. I think it, like, actually, from a design perspective, I'm like, oh, it still looks, like, on par to quality of Apocalypse. And Apocalypse obviously was, was bad. Bad. Right. But no, I'm like... Apocalypse I, is just bad. In though. general, I feel like... Yeah. I don't know. For some, I'm like, it seems like there's a lot of effort going into it. I just don't think it's going to pay off in any respect. When I watched it, I felt the way I saw when I saw Apocalypse, which is mm-hmm. like, I hope it's good. It's well, not going to be. The reason for that is because it's just like The Gifted, the scale is too small. So yeah. when you see all of these people, like they're all on a prison thing being the transported train, somewhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't the care. It makes me nothing. So this brings up a question that I have. I want to post to everybody is, so... X-Men, the reason that we all love the comics is because it's a soap opera, Correct. right? It's all it's the big moments, but it's the small moments leading up to the big moments. It's the character stuff, the baseball games that happen perennially, Ugh. all the stuff. Okay, maybe Brett doesn't like the baseball games. No, but well, let me make a quick well, sta- a stamp on this, is that stamp. the majority of the best runs of X-Men involve significant soap opera that was high quality. You're thinking of baseball games from Guggenheim's run. Which no, no, not. no, every baseball game I've made. Go on. <laughs> Brett just hates baseball. He's un-American, and he's a communist, and he should go back and to his you country. you baseball, finish your point. <laughs> I love cricket more. Um, but... Because it is a soap opera, because it works as in a comics, do we think that X Men should be a TV series when the uh, uh, Kevin Feige takes over? When they finally take and, over, and rather than making it a series of movies like yeah. Avengers, clearly you can do the it's, big stuff. I I think they should. I think they're in a great position right now because they have Disney Plus, and they've already established that they're going to create some cool stories with like Loki, Scarlet Witch, and stuff right. like that. They should introduce a lot of the mutants there tell some great down-to-earth, really cool stories, have them all come together into some phenomenal I fucking love X-Men movies. To That's quote, what it needs to happen, and I think they're even alluding to it now. To quote Clark's evolution of this phrase, 3,000%. Like, I would definitely... <laughs> he really upped my... 30,000%. 30, well, I just... Because to that point, many of the characters don't necessarily have the world's biggest powers, nor do they always show them in every issue. So it's yeah. like having more of a student base, having more of an actual school life... I think would pay huge dividends, especially as you're trying to, like, which again, everything is business. If you're trying to endear people to this new group of things, 
make it about kids or teenagers or something you can grow up to that also still has adult family plot lines. It's working for Deadly Class. It's like you can balance, I think, the world. Right. And like there's so much more to do off, like <clears throat> on a regular, recurring serialized television series than throwing in movies where you have to feature plot lines for 20 people at once. It's just not going to work. Plus, if they do like long stories where they're just doing little st- like seating and then they have a giant payoff in a fucking movie, that's going to be better than like the Avengers. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be crazy. I'm imagining like, the Outback era building I up know. to like Inferno. I mean, imagine, so imagine, imagine them all being separated for years and then they all get back together in a oh. movie. It'd be phenomenal. I, I want to go against this because I think yeah, the soap opera stuff that a lot of people like in the comics that mm-hmm. does have these really great payoffs would work well on TV. Yeah. I think seeing TV adaptations would be great. Like similar but to I would, What I would prefer if we're going to change the structure of these movies is that instead of doing movie by movie, each thing has no idea what's in front of it, mm-hmm. that someone takes on a visionary perspective like doing a Lord of the Rings type trilogy. And instead of having it be um, um, like, oh, I've got one director for a movie, another director for a movie, that there's a Kevin Feige. Faye. 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 No, we literally heard this more recently. Faye. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That instead we have someone who crafts a vision for how a large saga would work. And it stands alone. it's, It's on its own. And it doesn't deal with all the... Because the, there's a lot of shit in soap opera stuff yeah, in the comics that's just course. useless that you want to throw out. And I think they can still achieve... Like, they could do both, though. They could If they have one... No, they can't. Or... They could can do one or the other, Ryan. <laughs> no, so to, that, so to that overall point, though, I would love... So I really liked your idea of, like, instead of creating a series of movies that lead into the Avengers, if you had a TV series that you could spin off into bigger movies at a time so that they still, like, you could still have yours while also having a ton of content off screen. I don't think people would... It's what they were trying to do with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and never worked because the TV TV, uh, productions were were different from the movie productions. And to that note, they've recently said, Disney has said... Everything on Disney Play is going to be in the proper Marvel universe and directly relate to things. Yes. Relate to me, relate to me, relate to me, relate to me. It's a news flash. Uh oh, uh oh, guys, we're having breaking news. Uh, the Pikachu, Detective Pikachu, I'm getting it in right now. Let me let me clip my papers together. Detective Pikachu trailer just came out. That's just my normal tone. I'm gone for a couple weeks, and geez, you just did it. I did forget how loud you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what did you guys think of the Detective Pikachu? It looks ridiculous it looks and adorable. Fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Me I'm too, excited. Though. It looks like they showed all the funny parts, and it makes me really creepy, creeped out, and yeah. uncomfortable. I don't think it's going to be Then why do you have a boner? Next up! <laughs> Eternals is part For the of the record, Marvel... I always have a boner. <laughs> uh, Eternals is part of the Marvel's new direction in the MCU. I thought so, we knew this. So they've actually... Kevin Faggy actually <laughs> said that it is, in fact, part of the universe now. Yeah, it is. And they're going to go in a completely different direction with the new phase. I think, yeah, cool. because uh, phases one through three... We're all about building up the Avengers, the Avengers fighting Ultron, the Avengers fighting Thanos. Yeah. This is going to be a different take. They're going to almost like kind of like start together and maybe kind of separate out. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited. Yeah. Staying with Marvel, uh, James Gunn's script 
will be used for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Thank Here, motherfucking God. Here's my hot take. I don't care anymore. I just don't care. I know. I like The second one wasn't that great, as we've discussed before. Uh, I'm over Chris Pratt because of his like personal life bullshit. And I just, like, I I like them in Infinity War, and I'm sure I'll like them in Endgame when that comes out, but I just don't care. Second end. Next story. Maybe it could be good. <laughs> I'm hopeful. <laughs> oh. Zachary Levy sticks up for Marvel Movie and Rotten Tomatoes removes want to see percentage. So they listened to us. If we all, like, yeah. remember from last week, wow. we were describing how to solve this problem. We are welcome. We Rotten solved Rotten. it. I, we're I heroes. Believe, I believe I, Brent said. That's what I Brent, said. Brent specifically said, why don't they just take this feature away? Yeah, but and I said it in my a email. A week later after we say that, Thank it's you. gone. You know what? I don't get credit enough for coming yeah. up with the best ideas. Yeah. And I come up with them. So well, Brent, you have let's go credit. around the table and this other great ideas I've come up with. Great. Nuts and gum together at last. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also good on Zachary Zach Levi. He was like, yeah. Who is Zach Levi? He's a Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> He's and also the, yeah, yeah, no, the other co- Captain Marvel. Basically, they don't yeah, call yeah. him that anymore. I know they yeah. had to stop. Yeah. Um, but I'm super into that. Fuck the trolls. Fuck the trolls. So what, what, you know who was trolling this week? Ian McKellen. What was, what was <laughs> so Ian McKellen said this about Brian Singer and also Kevin Spacey. <laughs> it's like. Well, these guys were closeted for so long, and that's why they acted out the way they did. He said that? Yes. Yeah. Which is problematic I, I think he at 20,000 I, I think he was trying to make the point that if the, they were more open about their sexuality, maybe it wouldn't come out in such a terrible way. It's still not a good comment. It's a not a good comment. Because we know plenty of... I mean, we were all closeted at one point. There are people that are closeted. If you're going to be a sexual predator, it's not because you were closeted. It's because you have predatory tendencies. Well, and he also just dropped the ball on general allyship of any sort, especially yeah. for anything. Because it was just like, if you don't want to go see it, don't buy a ticket. But I if know. people don't care about that, they'll probably buy a ticket. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's very old way of looking at it. Just being like, if you don't like it, show them with your pocketbook. Yeah. And you're like, no, no. Bitch. And it's also part of that, and I can say this because I'm the oldest one of all of you, yeah, it's yeah. a little ageist, uh, or reverse ageist, because... There was, for a long time in the gay community, that, well, you know, that kind of molestation and sexual abuse, that's just a part of, you know, being gay. Going to a bar, you're going to get molested. You know, hang Ah. out with an older gay man, you're going to, like, it just is. Like, you just got to deal with it. If you're cute, you know, good luck. Well, okay, so he grew up in a different time of being gay. Do we, I mean, I know he's a big-time actor, but... Yeah, the Middle Ages, Gandalf. Should we just, like, (laughs) not really give it any time? Because it's like, yeah, it's like an old guy and they don't change their views very much. I know. It's a terrible Kaylin. thing to say. It's a bad idea. I know it's a bad But we're not, like, <laughs> we're wasting air thinking about what he says. I know celebrity culture, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. No, I think it's a general continual need for education. I think it's like, yeah, are you going to cancel Ian McKellen? Probably not. But are you going to say, like, hey, I mean, it's the same thing that happened with RuPaul when she didn't want trans people on her show. It's like... Kind of a shitty thing, and here's why. And it's like you can keep do, choosing to do and this. That's thing, why but... you watch every season. <laughs> but, well, but so to that point, they've been. I mean, they're not growing fast enough, but they're they're like a, whether it's her or her producers, they're evolving her enough that it's like solving problems. Like it'll be interesting to see if obviously someone's publicist would be like, "Hey, Ian, you should probably just say this so we can move the fuck on." And if that happens, then at least like it's back to ordinary. But like, I don't think there was anything. It was inherently disappointing as commentary, but it wasn't like a go fuck yourself. Yeah, sorry, I got you it. asked the question. Yeah, news, news flash. flash. In other breaking Clark news, um, American God season two is gonna be messy. I also it looks watched bad. it. 
It does look messy. It does look messy. Yeah. Why, why do you say that? Um, I take the 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 trailer just looks like. I mean, the the whole apocalypse trailer kind of thing. Like you can just tell. It seems like something's off about this structure. Like we're just using visual elements. The and visuals mm. were not great either. So Brian Fuller was a showrunner of the first season. He's very talented. He's also a mo. Uh, and he asked for more money, and the producer said no. Yeah. Uh, and so he left. And somebody, there's nobody of his caliber that can carry on uh, a show that that's that insane, but also that coherent. Yeah. Newsflash. Um, in other things that turn to Aquaman <laughs> is getting a second movie coming out in 2021, I believe. Yes. yes. Buy more wine knives. Uh, <laughs> mm, why not? Why hey, not? Yes, Superboy was cast. And other things that happen in twos. <laughs> you didn't have to do it that way. <laughs> Superboy is cast in the second season. Well, they tease that. Uh, they tease it, the 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 and then they're using the origin from the Young Justice cartoon. Yes, which I'm fucking super excited Which is pretty about. smart, I think. So I think the Arrowverse is... Two. Speaking of two. I mean, to be fair. Well, yeah. Two. Uh, this is a really good newsflash of nothing but two. I've had too much of this. <laughs> Chris, so two Arrowverse shows are maybe coming to the end. Which one are they? Probably uh, Arrow and, and Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. Legends makes of sense. Tomorrow. Yeah. Speaking of something coming back to the X-Men. <laughs> wait, wait, did you, did you have nothing? You had, did you have nothing? You're, the reason that your shows are ending. You're CW. I'm still a season behind. Uh-huh. Arrow definitely should be over because it's like, there's no reason to really, the storyline's fine and Legends of Tomorrow also kind of, I think, blew its load. It's had three seasons. It's, it's good. It's smart to like wrap that up and potentially yeah. launch a new series. Okay. Uh, so we were saying uh, coming back to comics <laughs> is Chris Claire Tumont. <laughs> to Claire Tumont. <laughs> Why is he coming back for like the eighth time? No one asked for this. No, because yeah, he's coming he back. Still got, he still has a contract with Marvel, and they're trying to desperately find things for him to do. So they're like, "What did you do well?" And so you kind of wrote Nightcrawler well. So they're doing a buddy team up thing with Nightcrawler and Wolverine. Nightcrawler is because Wolverine has. Some stock as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. It's not going to be good. It's going to be throwaway. Have they said if it's going to be within sort of non-canonical? Current? Yeah, non-canonical, non-canonical, non-canonical. Who knows? Because it's like he he's come back five times, four times, and every time. It's Usually, it's the fifth time that you turn around and really make it solid. <laughs> have you played Kingdom Hearts three? No, but I have watched the Fast and the Furious. So. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, TV. TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doom Patrol episode two came out. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I dug it. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I think it was good character interactions. I think it was a really nice introduction of Cyborg, especially with this whole plot of like he was leading up to being a part of the Justice League. Um, I'm as, does, it takes place. Oh yeah, obviously it takes place in the same universe as Titan. So it's like I like all this weird world building that they're doing without the big cast, which yeah. I think is kind of cool. It's like more of heroes on the ground uh and the entire like sort of it's definitely far more development heavy which i found interesting to have two back-to-back episodes Mm -hmm. of here's your origin stories but then also here's your reaction to those origin stories i would have expected maybe they do that usually around like episode five or halfway through the season they reflect back on people's histories but overall i I found it really engaging so i'll be really honest i was not looking forward to cyborg's inclusion because i've never really cared for the character and i think they've shoehorned him into the justice league yeah but i really liked his take even though the actor i thought was kind of mediocre 
uh, of his dad trying to groom him to be part mm-hmm. of the Justice League, and it's like that. Oh, that's actually kind that's of a cool, cool plot line. It's a cool plot line, and I also, like the kind of meta too. If you very think about meta. it, to what DC meta human. But did you, you guys realize the donkey is a door? The donkey is a door. Oh, that was cute. The donkey is a door. And every character goes, what are you saying? The donkey is a door. We got it. We understand. Yeah, but... They live in a weird world. I would... You would expect that. No, but that was the... I thought it was like... All they ever did was the twice. They did the reaction play for Cliff to Rita and then Rita to Cliff. I thought it was super interesting. No, because what's his name also said it. Uh, Cyborg also said it. He goes, the donkey's a door. It's enough, enough already. It's to me that Brent, the donkey is a door. No, but the donkey is a door. <laughs> the problem with it is trying to be a show that's weirder than it actually is. Correct. Like, I that's... you live in a world where there's a guy who is like has a spirit of uh, space flight embodying yeah. him. You've got a guy who's a robot man and a woman who occasionally becomes the blob. And you're like, oh, I'm so, oh, a donkey's a door? Yeah, but just because you're an oddity doesn't mean you would presume that there's other equal levels of oddity. I don't, th- I don't think so. I really? Think that if, I think that if you live in this universe where oddities are much more common than they are now. But they aren't. Superheroes are. This is the whole point is that they were hidden away as oddities from the world because they're like the ugly versions of superheroes. <sighs> but I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised by... As, as surprised as I might be, when, when someone says a donkey's a door, I don't feel like... Oh, what are you saying to me? I'm so confused about the idea of multi-dimensions because in our world, we have the idea of multi-dimensions. But they haven't proven that yet in this universe. Ah, whatever. It's stupid. They have, but the donkey is a door. I think you... (laughs) Also, why doesn't Mr. Nobody just kill them? Oh, because he's, he's toying with them. But if yeah. they represent an existential threat to his plan, the only reason to keep him around is keeps because it, to keep it plot keeps plot. it interesting. I hate that. No, it's, 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 it doesn't keep it interesting. Because it keeps it Miss, a phony plot. Because Mister Nobody, and this is going to the comics, is not just pure evil. He is an absurdist, and he wants the surrealism of the scenario versus like. Uh, it's accomplishing like the, his goals, oh, like the journey. It's like the Joker kind of. <laughs> yeah. But no, but like, I mean, I thought it was, and again, I thought they did a good. Maybe I guess they will probably keep up with him uh, narrating the entire show. But I loved almost the meta narration of when they visited the world. When he said Grant Morrison and all that. Yeah, yeah. and when he or when he was just even, they picked on, they put on the headphones, and then he was narrating to them, and like the back and forth play. It was just engaging to me. I think I can see why you don't like it in certain capacities because I agree with you. There's a little bit of like... I think a, it's okay. I think it's enjoyable. There's a little bit of that like it's it's trying too hard sort of thing, but I think all of the pieces are coming together for a first season. It's just fine. very true to the nature of the adaptation or the of the original. Well, let's talk about Deadly Class then. Um, this kind of episode was more of a character... It was uh, a in a bridge a, episode, I think. I thought it was, it was a kind of character exploration specifically of the psychopath teacher the scorpio slasher can i say how nice it is to watch french stewart disembowel someone on television so enjoyable you didn't see the season of third rock from the sun (laughs) (laughs) it got weird (laughs) i uh, didn't realize it was french stewart yeah yeah I had to look it up in the set, like whatever episode he premiered on. I was like, yeah, hey, it was like two, two or three episodes. Yeah. yeah, like there's a little Hannibal Lectory quality to him, but I think he's really engaging and enjoyable. This this show has just been constantly delivering good content. And I, I really agree. appreciate it. It's just a fun watch every week, and I really look forward to it. Uh, I I think the production values are very high. I think the actors are getting better. Uh, I enjoy yeah. the character interactions. This episode was a little disappointing because I felt it felt very disjointed. Like, none of the subplots, like, intersected with one another. Uh-huh. So I think in a binge it would be great, but watching it week 
week to week as we're doing, it was a, it was a little it was just a little definitely. Yeah. I can see your thought process. It was a lower week. It w- wouldn't be the best episode. Yeah, yeah I sure. enjoyed all of the narrative furthering, but you're right. It's it is not an episode you would show anybody to close. Uh, so gifted the season finale. Season finale. Adam, how'd it go? <laughs> um, it was. Would you regifted it? Yeah, I probably regifted it. I mean, I regifted the whole season overall. Um, so uh, the dad died. If you didn't find out, he blew no, up. Oh Build no. a vampire. Oh, yeah, no. he blew up the building with Reva inside. The Sentinel Services building was destroyed by a mind controlled Fenris. Yes. Um, yeah. But none of the other parts of. Reva's plan were enacted to destroy the entire government. Right. And uh, Esme is now on the side of good. They actually do... I, I'm, I, I sort of liked her character. I'm open to it. They did... Lo- they looped that around really nice. Like, obviously they were building up. She was going to switch sides. She obviously, like, they knocked out her sisters and then she ran away with them. I'm like, they built up... Uh, well, first of all, it's a big cliffhanger because Blink shows up again. She was shot about two episodes From, ago. From, like, the future. Yeah. future. Cliffhanger wasn't Doom Patrol. Oh, that's Cliff Steel. Keep going. <laughs> so I'm super down with that because I'm like, where could they go with the show? They definitely waste... They just kind of, like, wasted a lot of this that feels like a, It feels like a very lateral move for her to come out of nowhere and go, I need uh, you guys Nick. to come see this. Right. So, I mean, it's it's very tropish, but at least it probably gets it on a new footing. It definitely wrapped up the arc. There doesn't need to be any more That's of this cool. show unless they if they get uh, premiered again and they this, get any more. So, do you think it'll get another season? You watching it all, loving Just it. Just me. Um, you watching I, it while you I'd work. I'd probably so think watch to see what happened in the next... If it did get approved again, I'd watch to see what happened in the first two episodes. Again, Amy Acker is a fucking, like, murdering bitch now, and I love that. Uh, yeah, that was a weird this, turn. To me, this it. episode leaned back into what season one was a mm. little bit more. Yes. Characters were making hard choices. Those choices were going to impact the future of the show, and they they very intentionally moved in that direction. And I love Amy Acker just being like, I don't have mutant powers, but I do <laughs> yeah, have, like, stockpile I, of I have guns. double eagles. She, she's literally in a scene shooting both guns at once, and I was like, there is no way that that woman could have trained as a nurse and then learned how to shoot firearms. By the way, firearms. no one can, can hold shoot both two guns like that. <laughs> it's John Woo rules. It, is the most, it was the most amazing they, finale for her. It's such a, like, a nerd culture was like, she's a, like a nerd icon, and then yeah. they just made her fucking badass. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would like to talk about some comics. Alright. Um, Comic so, so some um, some pretty good X-Men comics came out this week. I'm loving Age of X-Men. It's good. So yeah, far. Same. It's fun. So we're we're basically balancing two sort of like we have Uncanny X-Men and X-Force in one universe. Yep. And then we have every other series in Age of X-Men. Yep. And it's fun. It's fun to see them, them like balance this weird sort of thing. So let's talk about Age of X-Men Extremist 1, A Handmaid's Tale. Uh, <laughs> um, I think, I like, I enjoy the premise very much, and I liked a lot of the banter between the characters. Interesting I, world. Uh, a very interesting world. I felt the issue wasn't the strongest. Like, it didn't further along the plot from what we saw in X-Men Alpha. I agree. Uh, I mean, Great seeing North Star and Bobby and Jubilee and and Blob all and Psylocke all interacting with one another. Oh, and Monet. Or, yeah. Or Monetta. Monetta yeah. is what yeah. they call it. Monetta. Monisha. Yeah. Um, uh, I like them all interacting with one another, but I didn't. I wish they had kind of figured out a different way for them to show it's, their to mission. Me, it feels like an entry part of like Fahrenheit 451 or something. For like, sure. This it's, is just supposed to be like an opening salve. I'm okay with it. There was such a coldness from all of them. 
Especially Bobby was the most jarring for me. Yeah, he was weird. It's, weird cookie Because he's always been sort of a sympathetic. Like, he was like the heart of a, the team a lot of times. Yeah. And it just, he just wasn't himself at Well, all. he had a and weird very, break where he's like being cruel. And then all of a sudden, he is the voice of reason. Yeah. I know. It's, it, yeah, like Jubilee was like, that's a person. Like, rightfully so. Right. Like, I don't know. It, so it's you can't a, call it an it. Yeah. It's a strange hot take. But I'm intrigued enough. How much would you hate if your power was to turn into a giant rat? Uh, I'd like that. Actually. Just a huge fucking like rat. a humanoid sized rat, or yeah, like... yeah, yeah. You're the same height, but you're also now. I'd a rat. like that less than I thought it was like I'd be a big rat, but I could oh, yeah, crawl like spaces. Um, like Alex Mack. Um, <laughs> Isn't she a puddle of water? Same. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't she the one who told it all? No, that's Clarissa. Yeah. yeah. No, Michael Cohen. He just testified. (laughs) Okay. So let's move on to out of the Age of X Men universe. Um, X Force number three. I'm enjoying it very much. Yeah. The art style is cool for the story they're telling. It's the same artist as Cosmic Ghost Rider, by the way. It's so smart because they went in a completely different different direction, like art wise, to tell the story, and it's so good because this is a hot take on X Force we have not seen before. Uh, I need to ask you, how excited were you when you saw Boom Boom? I oh. I Boom Boomed into my pants. <laughs> yeah, I, bet you did. Uh, Wait, I was so you excited. You shit your pants? That's stupid. <laughs> boom, it was, boom. It was so fun. She showed up in a great outfit. I fucking love her. Yeah. With, a, with um, a Ford Bronco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was such the... Because everyone was just a bit of a Debbie Downer. It was such the energy we needed. Right. And she showed up at the perfect time. For I, sure. I think this is a better portrayal of Ahab in my mind than other ones. Because Agreed, he yeah. is just like a dangerous like knife that swivels in every direction Correct. rather than being the super powerful tank yeah. that comes through and destroys. For sure. And, and I love his justification of being like, we could have worked together if you didn't imprison me. Yeah. I'm like, that's a good fucking point. My favorite part was the conversation between Cannonball and Young Cable. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Like where Cannonball says like, look, this guy was like, I didn't really have a dad, not a real one. Um, and like your predecessor was my Father figure, and you killed him. It's like, well, no, I didn't really kill him. Like, I he am. just, I had to get rid of him because he fucked up. He like allowed these kids to stay too long. He was basically the Clark stand-in because Clark was like, let's send those fucking kids home. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I this is a very fun series. This is yeah. what Weapon I, X should have been. I, I love how gory it is. Give me more gore in my X Force, yeah. always. This That's is why about... you for Al Gore. I never, yeah, I remember. <laughs> you know, I was a huge stand for Al Gore. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the way I think one of the reasons why I think this is better than the original X-Team, whatever, X-Force, was that instead of having all these people who you've got to make hyper-aggressive and just want to murder, instead you've got a nicer balance between a villain that kind of makes sense, and you're also nestling it in the continuity of this younger cable. So there's something, there's more interesting personal drama than having, you know, Bruce Banner or whatever, uh, what's his name, uh, What's the kid's name? Oh, Cho. Amadeus Cho. Yeah. Amadeus Cho. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come in out of nowhere and then kind of leave for no reason. Also, uh, as you guys remember, the Weapon X storyline lasted like twelve issues, uh, and like yeah, this is going to be like done in four issues. Yeah, so like four. the next the next Concise issue is the story. is the conclusion, and then they're going to move on to something else, which I, is great. Right. So fun. Um, uh, so next week we're doing some cool stuff. We're going to read uh, Age of X Men Prisoner X One. We're Uncanny X-Men 13 comes out, which has been phenomenal. Uh, we're reviewing Doom Patrol episode, is it four? Three. three. Is it three? Okay. Yeah. Deadly Class 8, 
Um, and whatever the fuck news comes up. Oh, we're going to have a special episode for Captain Marvel, because the movie's coming out next week, guys. Absolutely. Everyone yeah. go see it. Please don't troll anyone on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, don't be it. a con- toxic fan. <laughs> also, actually, next week we will be releasing our special extra issue, uh, the yes. People of the Umbrella Academy, yes. where we have a court case trying to decide, is the new season of Umbrella Academy on Netflix um, bad? And it's good, because it's like... It, did you ever watch a Judge Judy episode and say, that makes too much sense? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I always thought there was too much coherence and uh, grounding. Yeah. Um, metaphysical abstraction. I love it. I, I love actually it. Call I've it, watched it a million times. I actually would think of it as law and chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren and Hoarder. Yeah. Oh, I like Ooh. that. Oh. All right. Well. Well, it's good to be back, guys. Yeah. Um, check Not us. for us. <laughs> guys, My you're, eardrums. All, you're all bleeding from your ears <laughs> right now, and I'm sorry. Um, so it's good to be back. Um, find us on all the stuff. Instagram, Facebook. Twitter. Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Marvel. Yeah, find us in theaters. Find us in comic book stores. <laughs> find us everywhere. Um, I love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.